All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Better late than never. Welcome. It's favorite. Fucking Anton Lander. I like, really like the back Let's go, baby. Bag milk. Let's go. This is Jesus. Let's go. Jesus. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. This is so fucking sexy. Let's go, babe. Jesus. Let's go. Fucking Anton. Let's go, babe. Okay, it's so stupid. Turn it down. We're just getting started. Two episodes of Better Late Than Never in two consecutive days who doesn't like that of course yesterday was an emergency podcast brought my boy Waz on if you want to go listen to our reaction on the Derek ryan contract be sure to go check that out my boy Waz, he jumped in with me his better late than never debut i was excited to have him it was always a plan always love talking to Waz. first i gotta give a shout out to the audio department go check them out the audio department the audio department.ca i want to thank danny from the audio department last week on the podcast i was complaining about a little bit of uh, audio issues that i was having and he wrote me i just i'm gonna try and find some of this stuff that he was that he was sending me just completely went over and above helping me figure this out and if you're listening to this right now did i do all of the things that you told me i should try to make sure that this podcast doesn't sound like total shit no, I didn't because I just couldn't figure them out. That uh, that Danny Danger on Instagram, that Danny Danger, go find him, follow him, appreciate him because he helped me. He tried to figure it out. We were going through some of the settings on the roadcaster. He was trying to give me some ideas on some things that would avoid some clipping. We'll see if that happens when we roll around to the va- to the voicemail. If I sound different this week, if I sound different today, it's because I've been playing around with settings. At the very worst, I will just reset to default. That's what it's like. I brought a bunch of things down, a bunch of like the volumes down, and in the roadcaster itself, I kind of have some stuff turned up a little bit more, adjusted some settings on some outputs. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it yeah! goes. Little John sounds okay. Yeah. Doesn't sound crazy in my ears. I still got room to turn it up if your voicemail's quiet. Mm, we'll get there, though. We'll get there. Uh, first, I want to start off with just a sad day, really, in Edmonton. Um, 
I don't know how else you would explain it. Today, around 9 a.m., we all got the news at the exact same time that Bell Media had closed six stations across the country, including TSN 1260 here in Edmonton. Uh, The first thought I had, of course, was probably the same as most of you that are listening to this. It's just kind of like well, what happens to everybody there? Like, there's a lot of really cool people there. There's a lot of really nice people that I've been fortunate enough to either A, work with over the years, like Gregor, Low Tide, or just hang out with, you know? Uh, Tom Gazzola, Dusty Nielsen, Connor Halley, Lieutenant Eric. There's just so many good names and good people that come to mind that it's just a sad day. It's a fucking really sad day. And quite frankly, the way that Bell went about it is I, just extremely cold. If you're hearing this for the first time right now, long story short, 9 a.m., they went to their top of the hour ad break. You've listened to any radio station on earth, top of the hour, they go to an ad break or a weather report or whatever the fuck. So when they did that today on the Nielsen show, I think Dusty was off though. When they did that today, they just didn't come back. They had kind of like an all hands meeting and they just said, well, that's that. So Bell Media closed six stations across the country. About a total 1,300 people got laid off today. So it just fucking sucks, man. No, I don't have anything to do with TSN 1260. I was just a fan. I was just a listener like all of you that are probably listening to this right now. It's, it's weird. It's weird. And for people that reached out being like, oh, the nation should hire so-and-so. Like, we're working on some stuff. Like, we're trying to reach out. We're trying to see what it would take for some certain people to to maybe join us if they're interested. But there's also a lot of creative people there that are probably going to want to do their own thing and earn their own opportunity to do so. So I just, at the end of the day, regardless of what happens with anybody, I just, it's sad. It's sad. You look at it and kind of... For me, anyway, think of how fortunate I am to do what I do with the Oilers Nation because it could all end any time, really. Bell's a huge company. We all know it. But when it comes to the bottom line and it comes to the earnings reports and it comes to the P&L and it comes to shareholder value, like these are the decisions or the kind of concerns that lead to some of these decisions. And while I'm not going to pretend that I'm smart enough at all to figure out what the fuck happened here or why this happened, it's just all I can say is that I'm bummed out for a lot of really great and talented people. A lot of really great and talented people. I was a fan. The first time I ever heard of Oilers Nation was on Gregor's show. At that time, it was Team 1260. But that was the first time I ever heard of the nation. And it turned into be, obviously, a massive part of my life. So to all those people that got let go, not just at TSN 1260 today, but across the country, I just I feel for you. Sad day. Ruthless, the business world is. But fuck, man, that's unfair. And it sucks. And the way that everybody just got cut without saying goodbye or a final one last hurrah or one final show and a send off that they all deserve for the hard work and the everything that they put into that station is really, it's just a bummer, man. It just really, really is. It really is. It's the end of an era here in the city. It really, really is. You know, who knows what's going to happen to a lot of them. I imagine for a lot of the folks at TSN, they're so talented and driven that they're you're going to hear them somewhere. Whether we're able to work with some of them or not at Oilers Nation or they do their own podcast or they start their own network or whatever it is. I uh, There's a lot of people I'm cheering for today and a lot of people that kind of got some really, really hard news. And as a fan, as a person, as a friend to some of them, it just really bums me out. So it was a sad, sad day today in Edmonton and across the country. Sad day for AM radio and sports radio. I had some phone calls after the news broke with, uh, you know, some people I know around the city that work in both media and outside and a lot of surprises, a lot, a lot of surprises. Not sure how to gear away from that. Uh, not sure how to just transition out of that, but I guess I'll just move on. Last night was the last game of the Stanley Cup finals. Finally. I don't know about you guys, but it just seemed to drag on. Ever since the Oilers got knocked out, and that's about 34 days now. 34 days ago, I should say. Ever since that happened, I've just I found it to be a real struggle getting involved in any of it. I didn't watch a single minute of live hockey. I watched the highlights. I knew what happened. But I can't think of a more dreadful end to the season. 
that that and not not only that that final series between the Panthers and the Golden Knights was so fucking boring because it was so lopsided. Even watching the highlights was boring. You would have hoped for Florida to kind of make a push forward a little bit more and win more than one game, but sucks at the end of the day it just makes me feel like a bridesmaid again for the second straight season the oilers have lost to the eventual stanley cup champions they got knocked out of the playoffs to the by the eventual stanley cup champions and while some people are taking solace in that and some people kind of being like well at least they got knocked out by the team that won not me i just look at it as just fucking irritating sucks because there was times where the Oilers led in every single game in that series against the Golden Knights and they kind of pissed some of them away. We all know it. I'm not going to rehash it, but it just, I think of that kind of stuff and then I just get annoyed all over again. It should have been Connor lifting the Stanley Cup last night. It should have been. It was just the Oilers had it and it sucks that they're the only ones that gave Vegas even a remote challenge, you know, because you look at the rest of the season, they've just bullied the Dallas. They just ran through Dallas, they ran through Florida, and that just makes me think that the Oilers should have had it. You know, it was a six-game series, Edmonton and Vegas in the second round, but Edmonton fucked themselves more often than not, and that one, it just sucks. And then you see other things today that, you know, all the stats come out, and who did what, and what did where, and points finishing, and, you know, Smythe trophies and all that shit. Dreisaitl, McDavid, and Bouchard... Haven't played in over a month, and yet they all three of them still finished top 10 in points. Leon Dreisaitl tied the league lead in goals, and it hasn't played in a month. It's just some Oilers fans, and I get it. You can take some solace in knowing that you lost to the eventual Stanley Cup champions, but not me. This is just fucking annoying because the Oilers could have had it. What this does tell me, though, if you're allowed to look at a positive from this situation, is that the Oilers are right there. They need some pieces. They need some help. Then there's some items that need to be corrected. But damn it, are they close to winning? That's that's the takeaway for me. That's the only positive for me. Outside of, of course, there was a quote last night from Phil Kessel. This was his third Stanley Cup, 1-2 in Pittsburgh. His quote, actually, after the game made me laugh, he goes, takes me back to my Toronto days. You guys said I couldn't win, and now I'm a three-time champ. Remember that? <laughs> I love Phil Kessel. This morning on my radio hit with uh Cruz, they were talking about uh Grant wants us to start a rumor about Phil Kessel coming him in. Hey, I'm with you. If you remember Oilers Nation last year, I was pushing for Phil Kessel to come in. Come on, Phil, we've got hot dogs everywhere here at Edmonton. Let's go. I'd be all for it. I really would. Not to mention, if they trade Kyler Yamamoto this summer, that right side is wide open. There's opportunity. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Anyway, I just thought that Phil Kessel quote was funny. Funny, funny, funny. Either way, now we can officially, officially, officially bring in silly season. I'm looking forward to the rumors picking up. I've got some of those I want to talk about. We can look forward to some trades coming up. We know those are coming. Who's getting qualified? Who's not going to get qualified? Who's going to arbitration? All that shit. We'll get to it in the news. The news is brought to you by SYC Brewing. Go check them out at SYCBrewing.com. Beer, ciders, merch, all of it. It's clock out time. Get the clock out lager. 60 bucks for a flat. They're delicious, by the way. Remember, those are tall boys. 60 bucks for a flat? That's a bargain. SYCbrewing.com. Go check them out. Check out their wares, and I promise you that you will enjoy their beverages. I had a bunch of them last weekend at the lake. But the first thing I want to start with is, again, we want to say congratulations to Derek Ryan unlocking... Whoops. I did not mean to press that button. Hang on. Stop. Stop the presses. There. Now that fits. Now that fits. Um... I want to start with Derek Ryan. Obviously, he signed a two-year contract extension yesterday. We did the reaction episode of Better Late Than Ever yesterday with Waz. Go check that one out. Okay. Derek Ryan uh, turn is 36 years old. He's a veteran. He played 500 NHL games on the button has two of his best years in Edmonton. He is just a steady, solid player. I'm not going to rehash this too, too much because we talked about it yesterday. 13 goals and seven assists for 20 points through 80 games. We'll see what he does for an encore. To me, some people, myself included, were like, hmm, second year, hey? But it brings down the AAV to $900,000, and I think that's probably a reasonable spot to have him at. The second year is extremely buriable, if you want to think that way, if your mind goes into the darkness of having an older player at that 
on the roster, I suppose. I like Derek Ryan. I think this is great. It's a good, good signing. Go listen to that podcast yesterday with Waz. In other Oilers news today, prospect Noah Philp retired due to personal reasons. If you've been following along at home, Bruce Kerlock does our prospect analysis at OilersNation.com, and he was very, very high on Noah Phillip. Very high on Noah Phillip. So this was very this surprising news to come out from Edmonton that one of their higher, you know, I wouldn't say a blue chip prospect, but one of the prospects that they probably had the most kind of hopes for of filling a bottom six role has just decided to shut it down. This, of course, comes from the sit down that Daniel Nugent Bowman did with Ken Holland over at The Athletic. Get a subscription if you want, but here's the quick quote from Holland on Philip. Now, Philip is not playing hockey next year. He's made a decision to call it a career. It was a very difficult year for him. He told us he wants to be around Calgary and close to his family and friends. For personal reasons, he's not playing hockey. He made great progress. We liked him. We want to re-sign him. We offered him a two-year contract. We were anxious to see what he could do in training camp, but he's not interested for personal reasons. So for Noah Philp, obviously it's disappointing to see one of your prospects that you had high hopes for kind of, you know, shutting it down. But most importantly, and I think we could all agree, Noah Philp, personal reasons, those are up to you. You don't owe an explanation to anybody. If it's a family matter, it's your own personal matter, whatever it is, I have no idea, but I support you, man. If you think this is better for your life, your mental health, your your personal well-being, whatever it may be, of course, I'm guessing, I don't know, then I support it. I support it. You want to be home. You want to be with your family and friends. Good for you, sir. And I actually applaud the decision if that's what makes you happy, sir. In other news... It's silly season, as I mentioned, and there's a couple of things that I wanted to get to. Most notably, Travis Konecki. Konechny, sorry. Travis Konechny from the Philadelphia Flyers. There's not a, there's a writer out there, Anthony DiMarco. He's from the Philly area, and he said the Oilers have some decent, that's the big word in quotes there, so decent interest in Travis Konechny. No idea what it would take to get him or what the Oilers would be willing to give up, but I've heard Philip Broberg's name as a potential option. Now, that has me interested. If you don't know much about Travis Konechny, he had a really solid year in Philly. He had 31 goals, 30 assists for 61 points through only 60 games so he didn't quite play a full season but damn it he was effective in the time that he did play and when you got an Oilers forward group that could probably use some help I know uh, Gregor on the site this week said I don't think they need him I disagree I think that scoring at five on five or just scoring in general is always going to be at a premium and yes you always have Connor McDavid yes they have Leon Dreisaitl and yes those guys are going to score score a ton of goals always doesn't matter if you got a guy that's available for that scored 31 goals last year, it's worth kicking tires. Of course, he's on the smaller side. He's listed at 5'10", 100 and, uh, 175 pounds. That's not the biggest dude, but it's proven that he can be effective. He currently has a cap hit of $5.5 million in 20, the 2024-25 season. Can they make it work? I don't know. Would you trade Philip Broberg to acquire him? Interesting. I doubt Ken Holland would be willing to part with Philip Broberg. Of course, that is the eighth overall pick from the 2019 draft. That was Ken Holland's first pick with the Oilers. Just got his first kind of like half season of NHL action last year. He played 46 games with the Oilers. One goal, seven assists. Listen, can I do a podcast confession here? I like Philip Broberg. Don't get me wrong. I think that he is a player that has some value. I think he's going to progress into being a solid NHL defenseman. I just think it's going to take some time. And when the Oilers are at where they're at and the window is open and you've got Connor and Leon with contracts that are expiring sooner rather than later, I'd be willing to listen. I'm not saying Travis Konechny is the guy that you necessarily want to trade Philip Broberg for, but if you can move a Broberg when your left side is already locked up with Nurse, Ekholm, and Brett Kulak, I'd be willing to listen. I'd be willing to listen. Do you steal from Peter to pay Paul? Not usually, but sometimes you got to, don't you? Don't you? Podcast confessions, I would listen to those trade offers. I would. Don't tell anybody. Or tell everybody. I don't know. Either way, I need to know what the Oilers can do to improve despite the lack of cap space because it really sucks being the bridesmaid for a second straight season. I hate it. I hate it. So I'm just, I guess I'm willing to listen to just about anybody. 
Unless fucking Presto's back in the in the voicemail and he's trading Nuge again. I have no part of that. Presto, I don't feel like arguing with you today. But in the meantime, I'd be willing to listen about pretty much anybody. Pretty much anybody. If it helps the Oilers win, I am in. If the Oilers can win, then I am in. That should be the moda, uh, the modus operandi for the postseason. So Travis Konechny, do you like him? I'd like to hear from you. Hit me up socials i want to know would you trade broberg for travis konechny or part of a package i don't know what it takes i'm bad at these things i need tyler in other news again i just like hearing when others are around the other day matthias Ekholm was captured not captured his photo was taken at sustain uh sustainable is that how you say that right by rogers place downtown he was there with his son looked handsome beard got nicely trimmed i just like that he's here in the city i like that he's still here they're setting life up. They got the Ikea. I played the clip last week, two weeks ago, whenever that was. Evander Kane also was at the Elks game over the weekend. He was supporting his girl, Cecily. Love seeing him in town. I don't know if that's a, re- uh, like a rehab thing with his wrist. Or the Oilers want him to stick around so that their doctors and the trainers can look at it. I have no idea. Or maybe he's just sticking around through the summer, which is also awesome. Awesome. I like seeing these guys at her events. Who else is in town? I need to know. Changing gears, a former friend. Over at dailyfaceoff.com, Frank Saravalli reported that the Carolina Hurricanes will not be offering, yes, Pugliarvi a qualifying offer. What is it, Frank? Might be motherfuckers at the door. They will not be offering, yes, Pugliarvi a qualifying offer. His days in the NHL could be numbered. So saith Frank. Whereas I thought in the mailbag the other day, Gregor had a really good solution. If I'm yes, Pugliarvi, I'm reaching out to Chicago Blackhawks. They are going to be dog shit awful. But they need NHL players. And I think, yes, Pugliarvi at a million bucks. Somebody's going to give him a million bucks. And they're just going to be like, listen, this guy was the fourth overall pick. I think there's something here. I think it's worth the gamble on a million dollars. I think Chicago Blackhawks are a perfect fit to see if he can make it work. He's going to get playing time. He's going to get opportunity. He's already made some decent bread for a guy his age. Come on, let's be honest. It's either that or he goes back to Finland. I'm really, really curious to follow along with, yes, Pugliarvi throughout the season, throughout the summer, just to see what happens. Did not work out in Edmonton. Sucks. Did not work out in Carolina. I thought I was hoping for the best for him. Just didn't work. Where does he end up? What's your guess? Sticking with other former Oilers reported out of Vancouver. I was talking to my boy Quaz today. Ethan Bear is going to require shoulder surgery. That is a tough one for a guy who is still trying to rebound. Had a decent year in Vancouver last year. So cheering for both of those guys on a personal level. Once they play the Oilers, not so much. But on a personal level, of course. Going back to the Stanley Cup finals for a second. One of my favorite things that always comes out after the playoffs are over is you see and read and hear what kind of injuries these guys are playing through. How about Matt Kachuk? He played game four with a broken sternum. And his brother Brady had to help him get up after his pregame nap. What the fuck? Hockey players are a different breed, man. A broken sternum? Do you know where your sternum is? You Google that if you don't know where your sternum is. You Google that, and you tell me if you had a broken sternum that you feel like you could play a contact sport like hockey at the NHL level. The answer is no. So when I saw he wasn't playing in game five, I was like, really? That He must be really hurt. Broken sternum? Yep, that'll do it. That will do it. Also on the Florida Panthers, Paul Maurice, his rundown of what was going on with Aaron Eckblad was wild. He broke his foot against the uh, against the Boston Bruins in the first round, had a concussion protocol that he passed. He popped his shoulder out twice. He had a torn oblique. <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? Think of any other sport, like... Maybe maybe football. I could see guys playing really injured. I could see that in the NFL. But um, baseball players, you're not playing with a fucking torn oblique. You're not paying, playing with a popped shoulder. You're not playing with a broken foot. Hockey players are nuts. And probably to their own detriment, if I'm being honest. Really, really is. They're, they're probably not getting the best out of themselves. But damn it, does their hustle and their try, it's worthy of talking about. It's worthy of just, yeah, I don't even know what to call it. Props? I give props. The huge, colossal balls that it takes to play with a broken sternum is it's just shocking to me. That's where we wrap up the news. The news brought to you by SYC Brewing. Go check them out at sycbrewing.com. Get yourself a cider, a beer, a clock out might be nice. 
I might have one when I'm done wrapping, when I'm wrapped up this podcast anyway. That's what I'm trying to say. The news, sycbrewing.com. Better late than never with bag milk. Yep. You know you want to do it. Just leave a review. Tell your friend. Let's just do it. Spread the word. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. For the fine folks at Betway, provided that you are 19 plus and able to do so responsibly. I told you last week, I'm learning how to gamble on baseball. It didn't go well last week. It did not go well last week for your boy, but I'm trying again today. Why? Because it's Wednesday. I haven't sports bet on anything since last week. The Jays game is starting as I'm recording right now. It is 521 Mountain Time. So what do I got today? I got Jose Barrios over four and a half total strikeouts at plus 100. And I've got both teams to score three plus runs at minus 134. I'm dipping my toe in there, people. I'm dipping my toe in there. And against the Baltimore Orioles, I know they're decent this year. I know they're solid, but I also feel that Jose Barrios has been pitching well all season. I also feel like the Oilers, uh, the Oilers, I wish it was the Oilers. I also feel like the Jays bats are starting to come alive a little bit. Three plus runs for both teams. I like it. We'll see if I get a couple of shekels in my jeans, but if I do not make sure to check out Betway, make sure to find the props. The pre-built bets are always fantastic. And again, provided that you are 19 plus and could do so responsibly, get yourself a couple of shekels on tonight's game or tomorrow's, or any other days. Why? Because there's 900,000 games in an MLB season. You're listening to Better Late Never with bagged milk on your usual podcast scenario. What I would suggest is you like, subscribe. Hey, guess what? Leave a review. Otherwise, the puppy gets it. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. For Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, it is time for the righteous sack beating. Of course, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oil field disciplines, specializing in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. Oh, I got to find my button here. Which button do I like? I like this one. The megaphone button. <gasps> what kind of tools do they have? They've got rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, completion tools, all the tools you could ever hope for, TrilogyRentals.ca. This week, I think I've probably done this rant before, but damn it, is it time for another edition of... (gasps) If your dog does not have recall, do not let it off the leash. Simple as that. You'd think that dog owners would want what's best for their dogs. They're loving creatures. I'm sitting right beside Frank right now. He's very handsome. He's very good boy. And I want nothing but the best for my dude. Now, why don't other people feel the same way? And you might be thinking, bag milk. Surely everybody wants the best for their dog. I say no. No, they don't. And you know why I say that? Because there's still so many of you. There are still so many of you that let your dogs that don't have recall off the leash. The other day, I'm walking. I'm on a night. It's a beautiful, hot day in Edmonton, but not too hot. So I took my dude out to the park. He is on leash. Me, my missus, we're walking down the street. Frank's sniffing. He's cruising. What do I see out of the corner of my eyes? A little white floof sprints across the street across the street across the street to get to frank because he wants to meet my dog now frank is very very friendly so this i'm not too worried about a dog that's the size of a teacup coming and fucking with frank however that dog could have very easily gotten hit by a car it could have very easily been attacked by my dog or even though it was a small dog, it could have bit Frank and then we could have had a situation. A couple years ago, two, three years ago now, there's a park near my house and Frank was again on leash because his recall is not very good. It's getting better. We're working on it constantly, but it is not dialed into the point where I feel like he can just be off leash and just cruising. And I know that he'll come back to me if he sees a rabbit or a squirrel. You get the picture. So a couple years ago, there was a little dog, probably like a Shih Tzu-like size dog. I don't remember exactly what kind of dog. It was off leash, walked up to Frank, and I go, oh, it's a small dog. Who cares at the end of the day? What did this dog 
Abdu instantly bit Frank on the face. Frank got in a little tussle because he doesn't want to get bit on the face. I don't blame him. So he pins the dog down and he's kind of snarling and I'm not stopping it too much because bro, that's prison rules. You attack my dog, he's going to finish that fight, especially if you are half his size. Then what happens is the lady comes over and starts yelling at me because Frank was just kind of like get off me to her dog and then i had to get in an argument with her because her fucking dog doesn't go back to her when she when she calls it so this situation a couple of days ago where this little white dog comes barreling across the street to frank wants to see him it ended up okay but it should have been avoided The dog shouldn't be off leash if it's not going to come back to you. It could have got hit by a car. And then I have to see a dog get hit by a car. Be better, people. If you want what's best to your dog, either have them train properly or get a 50-foot long line so they got lots of room to run and you've still got control of where they're at. You know what I do? Frank's got a 50-foot long line, and if he wants to go play in the park and I want him to have that space, he's got all the leash he needs. But you know who doesn't ever have to worry about him running away? Me. Me. If you own a dog, be better. If your dog is well-trained and its recall is solid, then please teach me. Please teach me. But if not, fucking use your head. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. You're listening to Better Late Than Never. The only podcast where Ryan Nugent Hopkins comes to find out how handsome he is. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It is time for the voicemail and I got a lot of them today. I don't know whether this is going to be a bunch of campaigning from Donkey Volley and Dukes. I have no idea what's in here. There's a lot of anonymous messages, and we're going to get to it. But first, got to give a shout-out to my friends at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. Not only is the Stelvio an absolute masterpiece, and I love driving it, but... They are hooking me up with some excellent service on Friday. The car's just got to go in for some routine maintenance, a little oil change, a little love, a little self-care day for the Stelvio. By the way, I named the car Valtteri. After the ultimate teammate, Valtteri Botas, of course. The fine folks at Alfa Romeo are going to hook me up with a loaner car on Friday. I have no idea what kind of vehicle I'm going to drive. They're surprising me. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to take some pictures for social. I'm very, very excited. If you want to drive an Alfa Romeo, I encourage you to do it. Book in a test drive. Call John. Tell John you want to drive a... You, I want to drive the same car Bag Milk drives. And you know what John's going to do? He's going to be like, here's the Stelvio. Go drive it. Test it out. You're going to have a good time. Let's get to the voicemail. Again, I've got... I got a whole bunch of them. Uh, 19 voicemails this week. That is the most by far in quite some time. So let's get to it. Sassy Shares is up first. What say you? Hey, 
Egg Milk. Hello. This is Sassy Shares, and this is a righteous sack beating. Mm. And it's mm. directed at mm. you. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm fine with you doing an RSB about me, but you got you can't do it without the without the intro. You wanna see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Back to you, Sassy Shares. The turtle cannot and will not win the cup this year. Uh, fortunately, he did not. I don't remember what I said to annoy you, Sassy Shares, but at least whatever I said, he did not win. That will never happen before our beloved boys win the cup. So I suggest you rethink your position on the Panthers winning the cup this year. Anyways, I haven't popped in in a while, but I've been listening, catching up, and you keep saying that you're cheering for the Panthers for the cup final. And I had to make my opinion heard. Talk to you later. Ciao. I respect it. Uh, that vid- that message came in five days ago. So yeah, Sassy Shares did not know that Florida did end up losing. I was, again, I didn't watch any live hockey after the Oilers got bumped out. I didn't give two fucks. I was watching last night as the cup was being handed out. I was re-watching Hot Tub Time Machine. I've seen it before. There's no reason for me to watch it again, but I did. That's what I was doing last night. Okay? So was I cheering for the Panthers? No. But at the same point, Sassy Shares... I didn't want Eichel to lift the cup either, so I'm doing lesser of two evils. Lesser of two evils to me, and that was Matthew Kachuk. Anonymous voicemail message from the 10th, so that is now four days ago. What do you got to say? Once again, I'm very disappointed in my electoral (laughs) candidate. (laughs) So if you don't know what uh, Donkey Volley is saying here, of course, if you missed it, we are going to have some kind of BLTN presidential debate here at some point. I'm just trying to figure out the logistics. I was talking to Donkey Volley the other day. I was like, maybe we just jump on a Zoom call. The three of us, I ask you guys some questions. You can say your piece. I'll record the audio. We'll put it out as an episode. It might be fun. I'm waiting to hear from Dukes, though. I'd like some ideas from Dukes. Again, a plenty of anonymous messages here, so he could be in here. But back to presidential candidate of the BLTN fan space. Number one, Donkey Volley, back to you. Do not engage with the very valued intelligence of the better late than never community. Mm. Once again, he has gone hiding. Mm. He won't engage with you, dear listener. He does not think you are intelligent enough to make your remainder. <laughs> we shall wait and see. I shall be with you every step of the way. And that is why I put myself forward as the president of better late than never. Shots fired by Donkey Volley there. Dukes has yet to say a word. He has responded slightly on Twitter, but not yet in the voicemail on the podcast. I'm looking very, very much forward. I'm looking forward to hearing from him is what I was trying to say. Good Lord, I'm struggling with English today. Next message, another anonymous one. I've got a feeling I know who this one's from. So, once again, (laughs) the silence is deafening from Dukes. So, there's an Englishman. (laughs) who endorses every single vote that you may cast, Mm. either for me or against me. I refer to you to Donkey Towers. (laughs) Manuel! Uh, Manuel! Dukes! Dukes! Sybil! (laughs) What is the president of the Better Late Than Never fan space, or whatever we're calling this? I have no idea. But they're going to get a custom t-shirt out of it either way. No matter who wins, I'm going to have a president's t-shirt. It is going to be a one of one. I might also have a runner-up t-shirt. More insulting, though, I think. So if you guys got ideas about how these two may improve the lives of you, the listeners, let me know. I feel like you should all be involved in the election process for who could become your president. You know? It makes sense to me. Look, man... I don't know what this guy's fucking deal is. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on, hang on. We got Dukes. Dukes is back. Dukes is back for the first time in a couple weeks. This is very exciting. This one came in on Jan, uh, June 11th. We have got a minute and a half of Dukes' thoughts. I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. Go. 
Um, I hate the fact that I even have to like even <laughs> has to occupy space in my brain. <laughs> you know, I simply put it out into the universe the other day that I'm pretty much the supreme leader of Better Late Than Never. <laughs> um, yeah. The supreme leader of Better Late Than Never. Um, if that's what we want to call the president of this space, I am fully on board with it. It does not have to be a president. Does not have to be a president. But supreme leader, this could work. Despite the fact that you're the host and creator and you run the show, Mm -hmm. you're like a deity, I guess. And, you know, yeah, the only bumpers you ever use are donkey bellies or whatever. Like, that's fine. You do. You have your man crush. Listen, Dukes, that's not the case. Donkey Volley just sends in all kinds of bumpers. If you sent in bumpers for me, I would play yours too. In fact, I should do an episode entirely of clearing out the bumper bar. Let's get rid of some sound effects here. I don't want you to feel like I'm favoring anybody here, Dukes. That's not the that's not the case at all. Maybe it's just time to start fresh. No bumpers. I'll make the bumpers. I'll go, you're listening to Better Late Than Never. Why don't you toss me a subscription or I'll come in and stab you with a pencil. Something like that. You have your shenanigans behind closed doors that the voting public can't see. But I have one thing <laughs> that won't be swayed by any perceived bias. <laughs> and the, <laughs> that's the fact that... Um, okay, well, I don't have one, but if you, if if I if I just kind of ad-lib for a sec, maybe I'll think of one. Um, so what I was planning on saying all along was, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm presidential as fuck. Like, what, what is there about me based on what you know that doesn't scream, this cunt is a leader of fucking people? Vote one, Team Dukes. So Team Dukes has now responded. Team Dukes is in. So I'm following you down the rabbit hole on this one. To answer the question, have you ever done anything that is not presidential to me? No. No, you have not. One, I like the way you drink beers. Two, I like the names of your dogs. I don't even know that Donkey Volley has dogs. He might have hamsters. Three, the passion for the Oilers. Trying to get me into into rugby. Broadening my horizons. That's very presidential, Dukes. Very presidential indeed. Next voicemail. Desperate times seem to bring desperate measures from some of us. Fortunately, I'm here for all of you. Strong, stable leadership under Team Donkey. Hmm. Team Donkey with a re- with a rebuttal. One thing I do notice, Dukes, is that it seems like Donkey Volley just got more time than you. <laughs> this one says random Canadian. For some reason, I feel like it's not going to be a random Canadian. Uh, hey, Bag Milk, this is um, one of your Canadian followers. <laughs> um, I just wanted to put it out there. Wait a minute, I'm starting to think that guy's not actually Canadian. He may have fooled Satan here. That accent is impeccable. I can't believe that impression is that solid that Satan fell for. Goodness gracious. That I have it on good authority that Donkey Volley is part of a shit terrorist organization uh, that's threatening to kill a few kookaburras in the park (laughs) and is also horny. (laughs) Hang on, okay. Donkey Volley is part of a terrible terrorist organization that's going to kill kookaburras. (laughs) All right, so now we've got the attack campaigns coming in. Now we're talking. Now we've got a... Now we've got an election, damn it. Um... I don't know what to do with that information. I thought I'd just let you decide. Like I said, I'm very Canadian. Uh, I have no affiliation in the upcoming election. Uh, I don't like either of those guys, you know. <laughs> and if my accent slowly fades to New York, it's because I've just been watching The Sopranos, you know. Um so just forget about that for a second. <laughs> I was going to say, like, before you said it, I like how this accent is just kind of fading into, like, New York. And he's like, hey, 
Hey, what you doing? <laughs> Which is very Canadian, by the way. This is, of course, a random Canadian just spouting facts and not presidential candidate Dukes. But what I need you to understand is... <laughs> Fuck it. Maybe I am in the election. Team Dukes, let's go. Fuck Donkey. Who calls himself Donkey Volley? Get a fucking better name, pal. Let's go, Team Dukes. I can't believe that was Dukes. I can't believe that was him the whole time. I thought it was a random Canadian. That's what my soundboard says. Random Canadian left a voicemail. Turns out to be Dukes. Who saw that coming? Are you sure that was him? Doesn't sound like him to me. Anyway. Arthur Shelby, you're up next. Good eye bag milk. <laughs> I'm from London, and all the <laughs> questions for you and your listeners. <laughs> Fucking stupid. This whole podcast is stupid, but damn it, do I have a good time. I was just wondering, since he's never actually answered the question once and for all, (laughs) can you ask that donkey fella, Mm -hmm. does he want to get funky or does he just want to dance? Now, I also have it on, on, you know, shaky or furry that he reckons we should trade that Ryan Eugen Hopkins lad for fucking fifth round pick. Now, I think he's fucking batty at the bottom. Now we're getting somewhere. Uh, Arthur Shelby uh, from England is leaving a voicemail. Definitely not Duke. Accusing Donkey Volley of wanting to train Nuge for a fifth round pick. Of course, this would be a terrible trade. The Oilers would gain nothing but cap space and a magic bean. We know this can't happen. This is just something that is just nonsense. So if true donkey volley, and I don't know how you're going to respond to these allegations after this podcast comes out, you've got some answering to do now. Could this slanderous behavior actually be donkey vol or uh, Dukes throwing shade your way? I'm not prepared to say. But, you know, I just want the people to know that's the kind of bloke messaging your show. Oh, fuck. I thought this cut out in a minute. It cuts out in 90 seconds. (laughs) So you might have heard some of my breathing there. But that was just me waiting for the time to expire. (laughs) I wasn't trying to create suspense. So like I say... Is it over now? Vote one, Team Dukes. <laughs> Fuck the donkey. <laughs> Fuck him. He's a fuckhead. Listen, I don't know what the hell's going on around here. You're having some imaginary election between two guys on two different continents, and all they're doing is throwing shit at each other. Listen, Satan's here for all kinds of hateful speech, but know what? I can't tell the difference between who's who. Both of their accents sound the exact same to Satan. One's doing a fake Australian. One's doing a fake English guy. I'm very confused. Who is who, Bag Milk? I don't know, Satan. We're going to have to work through it together. We've got weeks left in this campaign. When is the election? I have no idea. I haven't decided yet. (laughs) Ah, Voicemail. Another anonymous one. It's going to be a bunch of junk, probably. It's a sunny Sunday afternoon of donkeys (laughs) on the wine. I I like that. It's just call and response from these two fucking guys. (laughs) Ah. I love this podcast. And you two guys specifically, Dukes and Donkey Volley, like, may this never end. I wish that I could do it on purpose, having you go back to back and forth. Maybe I should start listening to these voicemails first, and then I can order them how I see fit. But it's not quite as fun for me if I do that. So anyway, back to you. He's watching cricket, and Glamorgan are currently 171 for three against Durham. Uh, ben Wren comes into bowls. This is a, a sports report from live from the uh, unique Riverside mm-hmm. in County Durham. Yes. By the way, Mr. Dukes, Hmm. the ashes are on the horizon. It's England versus Australia, mate. Yes. 
The Ashes. It is coming up right away. If you don't know, that is Australia versus England in a, is that a five-day match? I think it's a five-day test. Uh, the first, I'm Googling here, the first one is up 4 a.m. Mountain on the 16th of June, 28th of June, 6th of July, 19th of July, 27th of July. Major, major cricketing going to be going down. This could be a big part of what swings the election. Now, will any of us here in Canada care about what happens in the ashes? Probably not. I might have to pay attention now that I've got two presidential candidates on either side of the tracks. We'll see what happens. Next, anonymous voicemail. Which one of you is it from this time? Well, it's now at 10 to 6 on a <laughs> Sunday evening. Now. My favorite thing, too, is when Donkey Volley comes in with more of the real voice to Donkey Volley. That means you mean you know he means business. And I assume he means business here. Oh, and uh, don- Donkey. Donkey? Oh, yes. Donkey is well into the wine and watching Durham um, flail about against Glamorgan at the cricket. Um, Glamorgan now three. Sounds like you're fucking watching sports in Middle Earth. I don't know what any of those places are called. 54 for five. I mean, fuck yeah. If this is not a sports report, I don't know what is. Yeah. Watch yourself. I'm right in there. Uh, yeah. Someone's just put a ball towards a rope. Someone's running towards the rope and catches it. That's great. Anyway, um, so that's the sports report. <laughs> I'm quite possibly pissed. And Glamorgan. Move to 357 for five. <laughs> 357 for five what does that even mean i even i I, like i kind of know the rules of cricket but i don't know the scoring well enough to know what the fuck you're talking about of course we're working through the alfa romeo of edmonton voicemail we've got another anonymous one coming up which one of the two boys is this one from uh, live from the riverside, <laughs> you know who. Um, Glamorgan moved to 363 for six because okay. Durham have got. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's another cricket sports report from the donkey. I'm going to learn my rules here, Donkey Volley, so I can participate in your sporting reports, you know? Next anonymous voicemail. Glamorgan moved to 377 for six. Um, <laughs> the over. This is a on top of the stand, um, it's it's walking around, um, bit of a peck. Oh, oh, lovely to see. Lovely to see. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's everybody listening to this has no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <sighs> do I click another anonymous one or do I just pick one with a name on it? to try and break up the nonsense. I think I'm going to do that. This one's coming in from Chandler. Bag Milk, hope you are doing well today. I am. Um, I have a question sure. for you and for Jay. Uh, even though he... Jay is not here, but I will answer for Jay on his behalf. I will act as his proxy, no problem. Is I'm assuming not on this podcast, but listening to Better Luck Than Ever, as everyone should. Mm-hmm. Um, and that question is... When are we getting a confession from Jay that dad is part of the solution? Ooh, good question. I mentioned earlier in the podcast, dad still top 10 in playoff scoring despite not playing for over a month. When is Jay going to admit it? That's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, I'm going to ask about that. I think he, he hasn't been on this podcast either. He's due. We'll get a bottle of wine and I'll get it out of him. I promise you. Because I think it's pretty obvious the way that Dad played um, down the stretch, especially you know once we got Ekholm um, into the playoffs. I think Dad made it very, very clear that he is part of the solution and he's not going anywhere. So, uh, any chance we can get Jay to admit it that Dad is part of the solution? Let me know what you think. Chandler, it's a great question. Yes, dad is part of the solution. I think in the interim, if you're listening to this, go over to Jay's Instagram page, the Squire Yeg, the Squire Yeg. He's in Toronto right now talking to our business daddies in Toronto at Playmaker. He's doing businessman shit this week. But if you go over to his Instagram page and you drop dad is part of the solution in the comments on whatever posts you want, he'll get the message. I think we should do that. I'm going to give you a pause right now. A little bit of time. I'm going to put a little music bet on here for you. 
Coming to you live from Bag Milk Studios. It's the voicemail. Brought to you by Alvaro Romeo of Edmonton. Giving everybody a minute to pop on over to Jay's Instagram and drop a comment that says, Dad is part of the solution. It is 548 in the capital city. Rainy day here in Edmonton. Jays game is on. It's top of the fourth inning. It is 0-0 for the Jays. My three runs for both teams bet not looking great so far. Have you left a message for Jay yet? Are you there? Have you done it? Maybe do the next three posts on his Instagram as well. There you go. How's that? Chandler, I will find out the answer. I will get him on this podcast and we'll chat about it. Back to Anonymous. Why not? I got to do it. And that's the end of the Glamorganings uh, for three ninety. dollars <laughs> um, Yeah, nothing's really happened. A man's bald a bowl at someone else. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a sports report. And over to you, Bob Layton. Listen, I live in, I live in hell. I'm Satan, I live in hell, and I don't know what the fuck that guy's talking about. Every time he's talking, he goes, Hello, mate, the score is 68 to 15 over something, something. I feel like I'm checking my blood pressure. Don't listen to him, Donkey Volley. Satan doesn't know. Satan doesn't know. Another anonymous message? I'm going to guess it was from Donkey Volley again. Good afternoon. Well, it's <laughs> obviously the thing I always say with, uh, back from the cricket which was horrible. Um, Glamorgan, which is the Welsh thing. What did I just say to this guy? Good Morgan, now he's talking Welsh? Where's Wales anyway? The only Wales I care about used to live in West Edmonton Mall. Um, Scott. Wait a minute, did Wales ever live in the West Edmonton Mall? I guess. Are dolphins technically in a whale? They're mammals. I don't know what I'm talking about. Lots of runs. Durham were rubbish. And, um... But I had lots to drink, including wine. Oh, heck. Anyway, yes, about this presidential election, we shall see this through <laughs> yet again. I shall be there for all of you, not fly-by-night tactics. Good afternoon. Frankly, I'd like my president to be as drunk as possible. So if my presidential candidate is drinking wine and watching the cricket, hey, but at the same point, you listen to Dukes, and he's cracked many a beer on this podcast. Hmm, both men know how to tug at my heartstrings, you know? One's drinking red wine, one's drinking beers in a bathtub. I love both answers. Both of them speak to me. Really, what it matters is you, the listener. Whose platform do you appreciate more? Dukes, very no-nonsense. Found uh, an English citizen that is claiming that Donkey Volley wants to trade Ryan Nugent Hopkins for a late-round pick. Meanwhile, Donkey Volley counters by saying that Dukes is up to shady shit. A lot of slander going on right now, and I don't know that this is the game I want to be in, but damn it, it's politics, and politics are always dirty. Queen Elizabeth checking in. What's up, bitches? It's Queen Lizzie here to tell you to vote for Donkey Volley as president a better lay than never. Donkey Volley is like the son I never had. <laughs> Fuck Charles, he doesn't count. Donkey Volley has been here from day one and fully deserves the support of all the listeners. Dukes, on the other hand, what has he done to deserve it? His name is literally just a shortened form of Dookie, and that's because he's full of shit. Vote for Donkey Volley today. I would if I were still alive. Lizzie out. Uh, lest anybody believe that was actually Queen Elizabeth, I don't think it actually was. Ari, can you make some sense of what's going on here? So it's currently eight twenty nine PM on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. It is currently six one for the Vegas Golden Knights. Ended nine three, an absolute shit kicking again. I just have to say, this has to be the most boring Stanley Cup finals ever. No? There was no intrigue. The games were very like one sided. The yeah, the Panthers won that one game in OT. That was pretty cool, I suppose. But really, it wasn't close. Very, very boring. I gave my shtick on this back to you, Ari. Who are going to win the Stanley Cup? Now, I want to ask you this question, BM, and all Oilers fans also. Do you think that we should be a bit more annoyed about the fact that we're going to be on the inside of another Stanley Cup champions ring? Yep. Yep, I said it off the jump. It annoys me to no end 
that the Oilers are bridesmaids two years in a row. Always a bridesmaid, never the bride. Drives me nuts. So yeah, Ari, it drives me absolutely bonkers that the Oilers lost to the team that eventually went on to win the Stanley Cup. Last year, you could kind of go, oh, well, Colorado was fantastic. They had a really good year. Makes sense this year. I think the Oilers shot themselves in the foot more often than Vegas actually was just taking it to them. And the fact that the Oilers were the best series that they had all along this casual jaunt to the cup finals like it's annoying back to you i don't know if anyone else gets annoyed by that but i get annoyed by that i'm very annoyed. uh le- less so this year than last year because last year we just got swept and that sucked but um this year we put up more of a fight i'm way more annoyed this year than last year to be honest way more annoyed way more annoyed so i guess uh, that's that we all laughed at these guys too last year. <laughs> thirty-one NHL teams hate the thirty-one NHL fan bases hate the Vegas Golden Knights the same way that we do. So it hurts a bit less. So anyway, I think it hurts more because last year Colorado was so good; they were just so good, and they absolutely steamrolled everybody. And so I kind of, I kind of accepted it a little bit, and being like, "Well, they were just clearly the better team." Vegas wasn't clearly the better team. They were better with their details. They were better with their goaltending, but they weren't clearly the better team. The Oilers should be celebrating a Stanley Cup win right now. You cannot convince me otherwise. Now, I know you've been loving this shit right here. Now we're talking. I don't know where this is going right now, but if you hit me up with some song lyrics to start off your voicemail, I know I'm going to have a good time. D-O-O-K-S. Biscuit is right here. Mmm. Um... I just want to. I just want to say, like, well, of course, I want to say it. That's why I'm fucking saying it. Um, premise: No beef with Tyler. Don't have any problem with Tyler. I think Tyler's come a long way. He's always been very good at his job, but I think his sense of humor has started to really develop in the last couple of years, and it's fucking nice. If you miss out Tyler's, uh, his list that Jay and I always talk about, Tyler loves dick jokes, Tyler loves piss jokes, Tyler loves shit jokes, anything with bodily fluids Tyler's into, anything that involved the nether regions on your body, your mommy daddy button Tyler's into. So his sense of humor is rounding out, I suppose. It is very uh, much 16-year-old uh, shithead is where he's at currently. Back to you, Dukes. It's, it's fantastic. But just picture for a second, if you will, if you'll allow me, if Tyler had no sense of humor, no analytical skills, and was terrible at his job, and just sat in the corner making, like, dial-up modem noises, he'd still bring more to the table than that fucking donkey boy. Oh, Bam! I didn't know where that was going, and it turns into be a big shot at Donkey Volley. Whew. We have had some crushing blows going back and forth during the voicemail today for Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. Goodness gracious, Dukes landed a haymaker. Um, I know Tyler votes for, for Team Donkey the same way that he probably washes the mayonnaise off his tuna because it's too spicy. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm not trying to... Well, I guess. Fuck. I'm, I didn't mean to come after Tyler. Dick face volley. But anyway, um, <laughs> man, fuck that donkey guy. Team Dukes. Team Dukes. For supreme leader of the voicemail. Very strong rebuttal by Dukes here. I don't know what else we've got. We've got two more voicemails left. There could be another response from Donkey Volley. I wouldn't be surprised given his uh, volume of content. But a very strong rebuttal by Dukes. Goodness gracious. I go on vacation, and this is what happened. Wait a minute. This is a second message from the Queen, and the first one now I'm starting to think was an imposter as the Queen. This is the Queen voice that I'm used to. What's going on here? Trading Nuge and how the contents of the British Museum got there are two things we just don't talk about. <laughs> that angry man <laughs> Presto needs to have a pina colada and fuck off. <laughs> And Donkey Man for president? Mm. Fuck that guy too. He is a stain on my lovely UK. Plus I know he fucks sheep. Oh my goodness. Team talks for life. See, now this is extra confusing because if you heard the first voicemail from the Queen of England, RIP, she was very Team Donkey and now she is anti-Donkey. So which is it? 
Which is it? Damn it, Bag Milk, I gotta tell you, I'm getting real confused as this podcast goes along. First of all, I don't know what the hell's going on with this election. You guys have a stupid idea for this thing that isn't really going anywhere. You just want people to argue in the voicemail. Why don't you just be up front and admit it? At least I would respect the honesty. Now you've got two different Queen of Englands, both chiming in from the grave. One team donkey, one team dukes. What the fuck is going on here? It's a fair question. Let's wrap up the voicemail. One last message. Hey, BM, I just wanted to run across a trade proposal that I read. There you have it. If you were hoping for more presidential talk, it's not there because we've got a, a hockey talk question coming in to wrap up the voicemail for the folks at Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. Let's get to it. A trade proposal, not really my jam, but I'm into it. Let's go. I'm ready to Google. Hey, BM, I just wanted to run across a trade proposal that I read the other day. Let's do it. Apparently, somebody wrote, that Chicago should trade the number one pick at this year's draft mm-hmm. for Edmonton's Connor McDavid and a 2024 first round pick. Nah. Just wanted to know your thoughts on that. And they also mentioned how, you know, Connor McDavid has gone no help with the Oilers and that that's the reason that the Oilers should move when proposed that they should move him to Chicago. I'm also just thinking, what the fuck does Chicago have other than fucking Taylor Radish and a whole bunch of fucking nobodies? So I don't really understand how that is supposed to help Connor McDavid win a Stanley Cup. Let me chime in here, Bag Milk. I'll just answer the question real quick. That trade proposal is a load of horseshit. Listen. Whoever wrote that, it sounds like that was written by the Chicago Blackhawks. They go, oh, well, Edmonton's so terrible. Edmonton can't do anything right. Edmonton can't do a fucking thing right until they trade Connor McDavid to the Chicago Blackhawks. What is he going to do? Set up Jujar Carroll for six goals a year? Get the hell out of here with that nonsense. That trade proposal doesn't even make a fucking lick of sense. And Satan's chiming in here to wrap up the voicemail. To save Bag Milk's voice, he doesn't even need to acknowledge this. I'm his proxy. I'm his agent. Satan says no. Got it? Got it? Good. Yeah, I agree with whatever he said. Terrible proposal. Awful. In every way. In every single way. Connor Connor McDonald is going to be good. But he is not worth Connor McDavid in a first round pick. Or, uh... Connor Bedard and a first round pick is not worth Connor McDavid. It's just ridiculous, frankly. And that's where we're going to wrap up the voicemail. The voicemail brought to you by Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. I encourage you to go test drive a Stelvio. Go get in there. Get yourself in that car. See what it's like. Driving an Alfa Romeo, and I can tell you this from experience, makes your dick a half inch bigger. If that's not the ad, it should be. There you have it. There you have it. Another podcast in the books. We're going to wrap it up. I want to say thank you again. I want to say thank you to Dukes and Donkey Volley. A very passionate debate today. We've got the boys going back and forth. I appreciate the trade proposals. I am going to find out what Jay thinks of Dad. Did you leave him a voicemail? Or uh, did you leave him a message on his Instagram? The Squire Yeg. Until next week. Maybe there's going to be another emergency podcast. Go check out the Derek Ryan reaction episode. Until then, Bag Milk here. We're checking out on Better Late Than Never. I want to thank Betway. I want to thank the audio department, Trilogy Oil Field Rentals, and SYC Brewing for giving me some sweet, sweet nectar to enjoy now that the podcast is done. And that's where we're going to wrap it up with another edition of Better Late Than Never. I'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah.